Welcome to Report Out's Hidden Voices podcasts from around the globe. Report Out is a human rights research organisation and charity based in the UK. Report Out monitors, researches and documents the lived experiences of sexual and gender minority people and their communities in different nation states. We use this information to educate others on the lived experiences of sexual and gender minorities and to campaign and push for social change across the globe. You may notice that we use the term SOGSC, which means sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression and sex characteristics. Why do this? Because it's a culturally sensitive umbrella term to cover all sexual and gender minorities. These interviews will consist of SOGSC individuals who live in different nation states and whilst we'll be discussing the barriers that they face, we will also highlight how they find resistance to them. Welcome to our Hidden Voices podcasts. Hi Jean, thank you for joining us on this Report Out podcast interview. Could you please introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Jean Chong. I'm from Singapore. So I run a national LGBT group called Sayuni in Singapore. We work on research and advocacy. Uh, I'm also the chairperson of ASEAN Suji Caucus, which is a Southeast Asian LGBT network of 11 countries. Wow, excellent. And uh, I've seen that you, are, you have been an activist for 20 years, is that correct? Uh, more than 20 years, I think. Uh, maybe 25. Wow, excellent. Yeah. And uh, did you grow up in Singapore yourself? Yeah, I grew up from Singapore. So I started advoca- doing uh, advocacy and volunteering in, when I was in school. So that's why 25 years. Wow. And um, did you, do you have like any, su- do you find any support from your friends and family during your, your activism? Uh, well, when I started uh, 20, 30 years ago, um, like there's no LGBT groups in Singapore. Um, there's some underground bars that we go to, but generally the the climate here is really hostile. So people are not like they saw us as perverts and pedophiles. So it was a I grew up in a really hostile environment. Then over the years, um, more um more and more LGBT groups started. Also because of the internet, so that became a platform for pe- for us to meet each other. Oh wow! Yeah. And um, so, you said you 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 were one of the the first LGBT um, uh, organization. So there's not many there. Is that correct? Uh, well, Singapore is a small place, so we have a couple of uh, LGBT groups. There's maybe ten to twenty of them, so it's not like a lot. Um, but compared to obviously thirty years ago from zero to 20 is a lot. So it's not so bad. Wow. And um, so what is your organization doing? You said that you, you're helping, um, because I've seen that it's, uh, for instance, Sayuni is, uh, is a feminist queer organization. Is that correct? Yes. And, and what do you do? Uh, I, I think our main uh, focus is around research and advocacy. So uh, in the earlier years, we work on uh, the treaty bodies in the United Nations. 
like uh, CEDAW, which is a convention for women's rights, and then UPR, the Universal Periodic Review, which is a human rights review. So we engage in all those uh, mechanisms in the UN. Uh, we do research around um, discrimination and violence. We document them and uh, we provide analysis uh, on some of the things, phenomenon that is happening here in, in our context. Uh, and, and we do a lot of lobbying advocacy and um, conversations with the governments to uh, for policy change. But the most recent work that we have been doing for about seven months is about around um, COVID support. Uh, we have this relief and resilient fund for LGBT persons impacted by COVID. Um, so on research, I think we've, we just finished um, regional Southeast Asian research on how COVID impact uh, invisible communities like LBQ women. So I mean, we do quite a number of things, uh, as you can tell. Yes, no, that's great. Uh, um, we've we've seen you are talking about COVID. We've seen that uh, the LGBT um, QIA plus community has been um, hit the hardest during the 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 COVID um, uh, period. So is it is it the same as what well in Singapore? Yeah. Oh, it's well, it's the same. I think I think I mean we did a very quick uh and survey around COVID and we found that LGBT persons uh, in Singapore, I think almost 75% of them talk about mental health challenges, uh, which should be similar to many countries. And then uh, one in five LGBT persons face uh, domestic violence at home because of lockdown. So you, you can't leave and escape, right? So, so that's like a um, huge thing. Uh, and, and other kinds of uh, social isolation and economic fallout. I think for the region as well, many LGBT groups are facing uh, economic fallout as a real problem. Yeah. And um, do, do, you, um, do, you, do you get any help from the government with your, with your activism? Uh, do you mean the COVID research or general? Oh, in, in general, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think no. they rather not have us around. So. Okay. We are troublemakers for them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is, is there like any um, tension or anything with, uh, with the government or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Singapore is, uh, is a uh, ex-colony of the British Empire. So we still have uh, laws like 377 uh, in Singapore, which criminalize sex between consenting men. Yes. I think, but the difference in the difference British, British uh, former British colonies are like, they have 377, which is um, against sodomy and things like that. But we have 377A a perversion uh, version of 377 where they name men who are sex with men. So, so it's very targeted at gay men. That, so with these laws, the government has uh, resisted appealing, uh, repealing the laws. We, uh, the com LGBT community has gone to court twice. So we are in the process of a constitution challenge, which will be heard this month. So, wow. Yeah. So... Um, so, I, but the government is, does not want to repeal. They want to keep the law to try to um, please the religious uh, fundamentalists. 
So they are saying, oh, our society is not ready, so we don't discriminate against LGBT people. But the basis of the law informs all kinds of policy making that makes that make all of us criminals. So that's that's the problem. By criminal, do you mean is it? Do you face? Are you facing like arrest and things like that? Uh, I I think for the thing about Singapore, they do not they do not uh arrest now, not now, but in terms of like uh censorship, so in Singapore's media, uh, any positive or neutral portrayal of LGBT persons are banned, are not allowed. Um, and then so it it influences public opinions. Uh, the other things can be around healthcare, uh, where we have I have no visitation rights to my partner, um, or in housing where, uh, public housing is a big thing here. Uh, almost eighty percent of us live in public housing, uh, and I cannot get a public housing because I I I'm not from a heterosexual family, uh, so there are many many kinds of discriminate institutionalized discrimination uh in in our system. Oh wow. Yeah, and you said you you're going to to have the um, uh, you you challenging uh, the uh, constitution and uh, you're gonna have the, the the answer this this month. Is that correct? Uh yes. Uh the 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 answer this month is from uh the court of appeal, which is the highest court. Yes. Uh, we've already went through the high court, and high court said they will not repeal it. It's not the court's uh, decision is up to parliament. So we went to the highest court. So we we're waiting for the highest court to say, to to give a ruling. Yeah. Oh, well. And have you got any covering, coverage, sorry, coverage from the press or the media regarding your your activism? Is there any, um, I don't know, magazine or, or even like a TV channel or anything that, that does support the LGBT rights in uh, Singapore? Uh, do you mean the constitution challenge? Uh, no, yeah, maybe this or, or also what what type of um, sorry. So basically, I I wanted to know if if you have any coverage from your work either on this or anything else that you're doing in the media, maybe in the magazine, any magazine or any radio or any even like TV channel who are talking about your your work or, or the LGBT in, in general in Singapore. I, I think in Singapore, uh, mainstream media, which is um, the newspapers and radio, are mainstream. They are mainstream. Uh, they are not. They don't cover such topics. So a lot of coverage on us is either on online, online media, um, or magazines, or. Uh, but but yes, there's a lot of coverage. It's just that the thing is, mainstream media are mostly owned by the government, so they oh, control. Sure, so. Yeah. So they That's, say what they want. Yeah. yeah. We've, we, we've interviewed a lot of um, uh, activists in uh, different countries. And, and what I've noticed is that internet uh, does help a lot to get in touch with, uh, with people because, uh, of course, there's no, there's no censorship, more or less, um, uh, from, from the government. Does it help you as well in Singapore, the internet, to get in touch with people, to, to, um, to grow your community and things like that? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I think the internet came in the 80, yeah, 1980s, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhere around there. So um, act, you could see active LGBT activism uh, happening more because yeah. 
we start to talk to each other online anon anon anonymously. Yes. So that was the earlier recorded, um, uh, documented uh, evidence of us organizing. But it wasn't like now because there's a lot more fear then, right? But yeah. also when we reached the 2000s, 2006, um, the, the climate of the world is changing. I mean, the UN is speaking out against uh, LGBT discrimination. So the backdrop actually helped us a little bit. Like, and also, obviously, the UK has come out to say that, you know, you need to repeal 377. Uh, the Indian Penal Code has repealed 377. So those, are, those make really strong cases for us. So there's no, in the past, the government will say, oh, it's Asian values, uh, but slowly that's been uh, broken down. So those are, yeah, those things don't, don't make good arguments anymore. Okay. And yeah. is there any like events, LGBTQIA plus events uh, in, uh, in Singapore that you can attend or even organize? Oh yeah, that, that's quite the, I mean, there's Pink Dot, which is like, kind of like our pride parade, but we're not okay. allowed to walk through the streets. We're only allowed to like gather in the park. Okay. So because, because the uh, public protest or gathering of any kind here is illegal, uh, up to one person, one person can be an illegal gathering here. So it's up to the government to do what they want. So there's Pink, Pink Dot. So, 10, 20,000, uh, usually in June, there's uh, Indignation, which is they organize all kinds of workshops and stuff. Um, then there's online, there are like young people doing webinars, all kinds of stuff. So, so there's like queer book clubs and all. So those things are happening now, uh, which which the government has gotten used to. But in the okay. ten, 10 years ago, when we organized Indignation, every time we have a workshop, the police is always there. Uh, uh, there's a lot of surveillance. Uh, there's still surveillance here, but I think they differentiate between those that are more political and those that are like just a bunch of queers talking about books, you know. Yeah. And uh, can you can you tell us a bit more about Indignation? Indignation is like um, it's kind of like a pride festival where they mm -hmm. have like uh, workshops on different topics. They have performances or maybe film screening. Um, and all kinds of art, art events and, and things like that, yeah. Okay. Have you got any like um, famous people who are part of the LGBTQIA plus community in Singapore? Either uh, singers or actors or I don't know, like any f famous people uh, there? there? Well, I, I think more in the theater scene, there's okay. quite a lot of them. Uh, who who are gay themselves, right? Or lesbian, they are out. Um, but the actress, actresses and actors in the mainstream media, uh, I I don't know anyone who is out, even okay. though there's a lot of them, yeah. Okay. yeah. Do you feel safe yourself to be open about your uh, gender identity and sexual orientation in Singapore? Uh, I think generally, uh, crime rate in Singapore is not very high. Uh, but there are spaces where, like, places where I go, I've encountered um, threats before, like, straight men who who would threaten me and say, oh, you deserve to be killed, or things like that. So, so I think, I think it depends where you are. But generally, okay. um, 
generally it is still okay it's quite safe is there any like um difficulty regarding employment uh i i think the topic about employment it depends like if you are straight passing okay. uh if if you are not so feminine or or, or if you are gender non-conforming uh, or maybe a gay man who's more feminine or a lesbian who's more butch it's quite hard or a trans person um it, it's quite then then employment discrimination is a real thing here yeah oh uh, is there any um housing or anything um difficulties as well for the community oh, yeah definitely again uh is if you are straight passing it's easy but if you're not then it, it can be quite hard um and then application for public housing um you're not allowed to apply unless you're straight and married to uh oh, wow. opposite sex yeah until you're 35 years old um, then you can think about uh, then you can apply for some some level of public housing but but the thing is that you get penalized uh, you pay more you ca you cannot leave your house uh, if you face violence because housing is expensive here rental is very expensive so people can't escape yeah oh wow yeah and how do people find help before 35 years old then they they rent so they they maybe they move in with a couple of friends okay. but but it's a it's a vicious cycle right it impacts yes. your economic uh, abilities and your ability to save and then it's just like so you become poorer in some sense uh so so it's almost like a lifetime of challenges that you have to face because of policies yeah yeah, we, we, we've seen a lot of financial precarity in a lot of different countries because of uh, being part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, so it looks like it's the same as well in Singapore, yeah? Yeah, it is. Right. And uh, regarding the school and um, and education, did, did, you, did you face any... Um, challenges while you were at school where you were um um yeah, learning uh, well i think i think the thing about singapore, singapore schools is there's a lot of gender policing so girls must look like girls and boys must look like boys uh the singapore uh, school system is that you have to wear uh, school uniform from primary to secondary school uh probably the same as the UK I'm not sure then um, so so and then it, it impacts people who don't conform and if you don't conform yet you, you get punished so there's a lot of school bullying that happens as well and there's no clear policy on uh, anti LGBT discrimination in schools so we, we, we also receive cases of transgender students who are who are told who are forced to wear uh, uniforms that are not uh, uh, their gender. Oh wow! So so and then they are not allowed to attend school if they don't. So we have one student who he is only sixteen. He has to go through forced sterilization. He has to travel to Bangkok, do three surgery before he can attend school. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's terrible, and he's not the only case that we had. So this this, but this but the the Ministry of Education knows. But they they're not 
not willing to do something about it. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and what what are your plans uh, for for this year, for instance, with your with your um, activism, with your work? Is there anything um, that you you looking forward or you working towards? Uh, well, this year we we are finishing our COVID uh, relief fund, so we are finishing in February. Uh, we're focusing on the UPR, the Universal Periodic Review. Uh, Singapore will be reviewed in May uh, by, the, by the Human Rights Council. Um, that's, that's the first two things that we'll be focusing on. Um, we, we're also doing some research around um, gender equality policies uh, so that we can make recommendations on uh, what are we talking about, what policy needs to change to, for the protection of LGBT people. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Uh, you said uh, because I never had the chance to to go to Singapore. You said that there's few um, bars and things like that. Is uh, is there like any nice and safe places in uh, Singapore for for you to all um, socialize? Oh yeah, there there are quite a lot of gay bars actually, and quite nice. Uh, because Singapore is uh is about close to six million, and about half or are like residents. So be, be, people from all over the world, including LGBT people, are here. Um, so they are safe space, and I generally uh, they are okay to go to. They don't get harassed, not okay. like the past. In the past, they do get harassed, harassed. But I I think things have changed uh, in some ways. Yeah. What's your favorite place? Do you recommend any places for anyone visiting Singapore? Um. Well, <laughs> I don't really go to the gay bars. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, in general, that, I mean, yeah. Or maybe like LGBT friendly or something like that. Uh, well, perhaps. Uh, I mean, one of the favorite places I love to, uh, go to is um this bar called, um, don't tell your mother or something. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> a it. it's quite a funny uh name, yeah. but yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, is there is, is there like any link or any like website address that you you can provide to the people who wants to uh, maybe people from Singapore who don't know how to how to find you or or maybe people like in general because now as I said it, with internet anyone can have access to from anywhere in the world. Is there like any uh, address you want us to to what people where can find you? Uh, well, it, you can find us on uh the our Sayoni Facebook page. Uh, it's S A Y O N I. You key in that, you can find us. Our uh, our website is uh www.sayoni.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram, so well, it's easy to find us there. Excellent. So I repeat, the uh, Sayoni is S A Y O N E. N I. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. S A Y O N I. Sayoni. Uh, what does Sayoni mean? Oh, uh, uh, well, Singapore is pretty, pretty uh, multiracial place. So, mm -hmm. um, so we were coming out with a name. Actually, Sayoni is Sanskrit. <laughs> so okay. it means that um, uh, that the world is created by uh, two goddesses where they merge and become one. So Sa means two, Yoni means a female genitalia, which give give birth to the world. Oh so, wow, beautiful name. beautiful name. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. 
<laughs> Me too. It's really nice. Uh, is there any uh, advice that you would like to give to um, any member of the LGBTQIA plus community? Uh, in Singapore or? Yes, in Singapore. Well, um, I think the last year has been a really difficult year and this year is going to be a difficult year. Uh, but I just want to tell the community to persist in their fight for survival. Uh, and, then we, and that we are creative and strong. Excellent. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, anything else you would like to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's all I can think of. <laughs> Great. Well, I would like to thank you then, Jean, for, um, for taking part to this uh, interview. Your, st your story and you sharing your experience is, is really valuable. So we are really, really happy for you to share your, your experience and story to, with the rest of the world, with us, um, because it's, uh, it's, it's a great story. Uh, and thank you for, for all the work that you're doing, because you're doing an amazing work helping so many people. Um, so yeah, we'd like to thank you for taking part to this um, uh, podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> I appreciate your effort. You, you know, to be honest, it's, it's a pleasure to, to, to meet so many people like you. And uh, it, it gives hope, you know, it gives hope uh, and um, uh, to see that in a, any country, because me, for instance, I'm based in the UK. And of course, I do not face the same type of um, issues that um, most of the of the um, um activists i've been interviewing so it, it gives me hope to to see people like you who are really fighting in places who are not um easy and and even sometimes not safe to live and to be honest this is amazing what you're doing and, and it's got to be uh it's got to be known and that's why we we're so happy to to share it yeah. with you because what you're doing you should be really proud of yourself it's amazing Thank you. I, I hope to see your uh, radio, Pride Radio, in some of the global LGBT conferences. You should go there and do more interviews. Uh, well, that's something we can uh, we can work on. Yes, that that uh, that'd, that'd be great. Yeah, next year there's Ilga World in uh, Los Angeles. That's one big one that will happen. Uh, what's what's the name of it? I-L-G-A, uh, W-O-R-L-D, Yoga World, you'll be in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, 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 and then you can just Google for it. There's a website. Yeah, sure, I will. Yeah. So maybe I'll see you there. Well, actually, my sister lives uh, in uh, San Francisco and I have a friend oh. of mine who lives in Los Angeles. So, um, you know what? I uh, That's going to be, uh, yeah, I, I'll be there. <laughs> we'll see, I'll see you there then. I, yeah, that's, I'm really motivated now. It's great. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, just email me if you need anything. Thank you sure. so much. Thank you so much, Jane. Have, yeah. nice, have a nice day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you would like to get involved with the work of Report Out, please visit our main website at www.reportout.org where you can subscribe to our regular email distribution list which allows you to get exclusive access to our latest and exciting news, blogs and projects. You can even donate to us to ensure that our work continues. We're also on all social media platforms, so please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn for regular updates on SOGSC human rights across the globe.
Lastly, Report Out would like to give a huge thanks to all of our podcast interviewees and listeners for their valuable time and support. Your voices are no longer hidden, and when voices come together, they make us stronger as a movement. 